Uh, I'm Mike Schrage here in Joplin, Missouri with GMPI, Good News Productions International. And this is another episode of Faith Greater Than Fear. And are you in for a treat today? I am just so excited to see what uh, my friend John Rawls is going to share in terms of his family, in terms of their ministry, and in terms of opportunities. He epitomizes to me this element of faith greater than fear. John, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mike. So tell us where you're at and tell us a little about your personal life. How are things in your household with the current situation? Uh, I am in LaGrange, Kentucky. So that's just north of Louisville, Kentucky. So we're about 20 minutes north of, of Louisville. And it is two syllables. It's Louisville, not Louisville. So I, I learned that one when I'm, we moved here. Uh, we came off the mission field from working in Taiwan and uh, was working with a mission organization here. And then I started my own social media marketing company. It's been about two years now, a little over two years. And uh, yeah, we're trying our best here as everybody else is to live in a digital world and for us, because my company is a digital you know, social media marketing one, working with missionaries and churches and stuff, it is 12-hour days, 16-hour days, and it just hasn't let up. It just doesn't stop. So my phone, and you'll probably, I, we tried to, to turn all the ringers off here before this call, but I mean, it just is a constant dinging of people and messages. And I wake up and there's, you know, 100 emails and whatever. And so... It has meant for me a feeling of, uh, in some ways, overwhelming of the need and the opportunities and things that are out there. Thankfully, I'm getting to do this with my family. And uh, literally, we as a company have grown. And so uh, I have a brother-in-law that's helping us who still is in Taiwan, who's doing tr helping with, with training videos. My wife is helping me with so many of the ad creation that we're using. My younger son, because their college got shut down, is a marketing major. So he's helping me with some Google ad type type campaigns. My older son, who's just finishing up in college, is a cybersecurity kind of guy. And so he gives me advice. And so it's, uh, it's been actually pretty exciting to me because I also realized I think this will be the last time that my whole family is going to be together like this, just sharing meals, spending this time together. And so it's been, for us, it's been a really special time to, to do that. And then we try our best to get offline and not do digital things, you know, be out looking at trees, playing cards or whatever. And I was just on a call before this one and I was telling people I'm hardly even on Facebook right now. Like I'm, I spend so much of my life in it working that I'm pulling, finding myself pulling away from social media and some of the digital things that are out there. So uh, it's been a crazy time. And to give you a perspective as far as a business's mission, we were working in about 50 countries up until COVID-19 hit and we've added 21 in the last two weeks. Mm. So it's just, you know, there's just a tremendous opportunity that I think ministries and people are seeing. And so it, it impacts our family. So it, you know, we're, we're eating frozen pizza and working and just, uh, and we eat better than that sometimes, but uh, you know, it's all hands on deck kind of world that we live in right now. And I, I'm getting to do it with my family and friends and that's, that's pretty special. So you have your family, <clears throat> this is a special time, not just for the family, but also in our country and in the world, really. 
and uh, talking about the elements, I want to highlight that uh, it's cool to do with family. It's also great to have a balance in getting and enjoying nature, and it kind of has that ability to purify. And that's one of the things in this unprecedented time. We, we just got to get in rhythms and we got to be in balance. But let's pull back a little bit on John the man and talk a little bit with our audience to get to know you and a bit of your journey on the medical side that just, I think, overrides this passion that's in John Rawls that uh, you use technology for what you're trying to do with it. Why? Let's look at the why. Well, um, and, and this is the beauty of technology. My, my uh, microphone just changed to my AirPods that were sitting on our dining room table. So hopefully you're still hearing me okay. It, yeah. it, all right. So, um, yeah, two, a little over two years ago, it's been almost three years ago, I was, um, I just was so fatigued and I was just drinking just gallons of coffee. And I was uh, in our living room, actually, um, some friends, Nathaniel, who worked with you all there, his, his mom and dad were at our house. And I remember saying to him, I just feel like I'm jet lagged, but I haven't been anywhere. And I ended up right after Easter going to do some medical diag uh, diagnostic work, went to a lump and bump clinic and um, got diagnosed with follicular lymphoma, which is the type I have is not a curable type of cancer. And but it, it, it may be treatable and they may find a cure or whatever else on it. Um, it was interesting. The doctor said one in 11 people died within five years. And he said, I don't want you to be one of the, that one. And I'm like, well, that's great. I don't either. Um, it, but it really hit hard for me to, um, to decide what's really important. And if you realize, Hey, something's trying to kill you on the inside of your body, what are you going to do with whatever time that you have? So for me, it came down to you know, classical preaching type of thing of three F's for me. And it was my faith. And for me, it's unreached people groups and just getting the gospel where it isn't to me was extremely important. And then it was family. And that meant making sure that I make that time to be with family. And so it has shown itself that literally you know, I'm, I'm diamond on Delta from flying all the time all around the world, but I may fly back two hours before, but I wanted to make my son's football game or make my daughter's musical performance or whatever. It was really, and it still is very important to me. And the third one was my finances. And I realized I just had nothing. I, I literally had nothing. And we paid for my medical care out of pocket and I sold everything I owned. I sold my guitar, I sold everything I owned and, but we made it and God provided and we got through all of that. And so the the cancer was probably the best thing in the world that's ever happened to me because it just really helped me focus down of what's important and what are my priorities and it gave me a filter to look at stuff and so we spent some time really praying and then decided to start this business's mission using those as filters but also just making a covenant with god that we are starting this not to get rich um, we wanted to be generous and we wanted to be a blessing and we want to just give to especially the missionaries on the field and keep them on the field. And, you know, so that, that was a big driver and still is for us. Not, it's never been about the finances of getting rich. It was about making sure my family was taken care of if I'm not here. And so using the digital and the social media and all of that has been the way that I try to address that. And so it gives me the opportunity to, be, to make sure I'm with family. Now I'm getting to work with them and to impact around the world. And I was thinking this morning, there's on average, I would say um, 
10, 20,000 people every single day that's seen something related to Jesus that I've had my hands on somewhere in the world. And then uh, at certain times we put a tr tremendous amount more money or whatever different partners towards these things. And so that's still such a small dent in the size of the world that's lost. But to me, that's, the, that's what I could do. That's, you know, that's, that's my little drum that I'm just going to keep banging on and trying to use my skills for. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the Lord, I, I feel like if you ask my wife, she would tell you, she thinks the Lord is keeping the cancer away, whatever right now, because there's a job to do. And, um, but I, I recognize as well that all of us are dying. I just know what's trying to kill me. And so there, it's actually just a really freeing thing. It's a very, very filtering and focusing part. And I hate it that I have it, but I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not sorry that I have it and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it just helps me filter down. And I think that that's, what's given me opportunities to, to do what I get to do and to do with so many different people that I get to is that, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to, I want to build bridges. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to put up walls. And so the cancer and all that diagnosis for me, is just, it's thrown that filter and that fuel in the fire to, to make sure I'm doing that, that I'm building bridges. So God has just redeemed a really bad situation. And we're all living in this unprecedented time that can feel really bad. And in other countries, it's a lot worse than in others. Yeah. But then it gets personal. There was another lady I talked to about her husband going on a horrible journey of cancer. She said, really, our pandemic was in our family was 2019. And then globally, it got exploded in 2020. And so, John, your testimony of your faith and pouring into your family and God being faithful with the finances is those three Fs were wonderful and how he's redeeming that as we speak to where he's using you and your family to touch, my goodness, 10, 20,000 people a day. On some of those that have been touched, you told me and shared a story of some of the things. Tell our audience just a little bit of what your business is and how you reached inside New York City with some people that, my, what their last words were, was very touching to me. Sure. So Kavanaugh Media is, uh, so the word Kavanaugh is a Hebrew word. It means focused. And so we are trying to use leverage social media marketing to get a message about Jesus to people who potentially have never heard by using interest targeting and a lot of different types of strategies and stuff to be able to find people that are seeking. I work from the premise that I think 1%, maybe 2% of any given population would respond to the gospel if given the opportunity. And that doesn't mean just they see one ad and then boom, they're ready to say, you know, what's, where's water, what hindereth me or something like that. But there is just this part of over time that they see that and conversations can happen, which can then lead to face-to-face -face meetings with people. And there's a whole mission movement of CPM, church planning movements or DMM, disciple making movements that are out there. And yet there's others that are saying, hey, we're, we're just trying to find people for our church or whatever else. Uh, so far in every location that I have worked in, we're finding seekers and we're finding seekers in places where there have been workers in those places for up to 10 years who literally had no one being baptized, who don't, don't believe it, there's any seekers. And so to be very honest with you, I really struggled with, with Luke 10 too. I didn't believe it wasn't true. I just always thought it was someplace else where Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He says that the problem is workers, not that the harvest. But I would look, and I was up in the tallest building in Taiwan at that time, looking out over a city of six million. I'm like, I don't know. 
And yet now we're seeing through these digital means 24 hours a day, seven days a week that there, there are secrets. There are people that have questions about Jesus. And so we work with teams and churches and we work with about 12 different organizations out there to help people on the, what I would say is top of the funnel. So just the marketing side of that. And then we partner with other great organizations who are doing the training or doing whatever else on that. And so really our, our swim lane is just that top of funnel, just, just marketing, trying to find seekers to people that want to talk to them about Jesus. And so one of those groups was a mission organization who is working in major cities all around the United States and around the world. In fact, they're, they're a person that's doing it. He was, he wrote the book. He literally wrote the book about church planting movements. Um, he did the research on it and he was a part of this training that I did. And it was uh, really, if this was the beginning of January, when we did this training, second week of January, it was not literally a couple weeks later where everything was beginning to get locked down. And one of those areas was Jackson Heights, New York City. It's literally ground zero. That's where there are more people dying in that area, that small little area than anywhere else in the United States. And the percentage is higher than I think almost anywhere else in the world. And so these teams that I trained turned around immediately and began to reach out to this people group that is in that area that speaks a very specific language. And they began to share the gospel. So I was working with them specifically on prayer. How can we pray for you? And so we would show a Christian type of media. It was Jesus. It was his Jesus film clip is what we used there. And then people could respond back and they begin to send private messages. And I didn't understand the language, Mike. I'm using Google Translate to see what they're saying. And it was tearing up my heart to watch these people who were facing death and saying, are you, are you saying Jesus can save me? Are you saying Jesus can forgive my sins? I said, is that what you're saying? And then see these people responding back to them online digitally. Mm-hmm. And what I'm confident of is that for many, many of them, tens of thousands of them that saw these ads, it was the very first time they ever had any exposure to anything about Jesus. And for some of them, unfortunately, it was the last chance that they had to ever hear about Jesus because so many of that group ended up dying because of COVID-19 right now. And then, uh, but some of them were responding saying, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be baptized. There's a literally a list of people who are ready to be baptized who just can't right now because of the lockdown. And, and so you know, there's, there's tremendous positives that are coming out of it. And so I was struck that unfortunately in this world that we live in right now, there are so many people that have died that others, their loved ones couldn't be in the hospital room with them, can't go to the funeral or whatever else. And so there's been many deaths that have have gone silent, gone by themselves, but there's also new births that are happening during this period as well. Um, And you know, the Lord sees that. And I'll, I'll tell you as well that that group needs people's prayers because some of the people that were directly working with them, the missionaries and stuff, have gotten COVID-19 now. They're mm-hmm. sick. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can. They're, they're out there giving away food. They're still doing everything they physically can, as well as the digital, to get the gospel, to get good news out to the, the people that are trying to target there. So here we are. We've got a man or a woman with COVID-19 medevaced into a hospital, moms, dads, family, neighbors can't be with them. They're peeled off at the emergency room door. They only have their phone that's in their pocket. They pull it out of their purse and they're still clicking and are in that isolated room that they can't see anybody that they know of. 
in some cases even maybe in a truncated English language, and here they are clicking away, scrolling and communicating with someone on the other end, if you will, of a phone that is giving them that hope. That's amazing, and, and how far God will go to reach somebody as we read about his heart as a great shepherd, that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. That's on a microcosm in our country. Humbling. Blow this out a little bit, John, and tell us what is happening as God uses social media and looking for people who want to know about his son Jesus in a global perspective. What's happening from your perspective? So in in the areas where I at least have contact and I'm seeing the data, there this same methodology of getting the gospel out there, engaging with people online, trying to meet with them face-to-face. And that right now it's still digital, you know, obviously around the world. There's, there's not been a country yet where we're not finding seekers in every place. So it's not about a religion. It's not about a location. That was when I first got started with this, there was a group working in North Africa and they, they've seen some success doing this and they're really doing a great job. And yet the, the kickback was, okay, well, but that's there or that's just that group or whatever. Well, for me, it was, okay, let me see if this will work everywhere. And, and it has. So we're, we're using it in Europe. We're using it in Africa. We're using it in Asia, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, you name it. There's just, there are people who are seeking who want to know who Jesus is. And so it requires great content. And we use your all's GMPI's material uh, at times and around the world, the global gospel, you know, all sorts of different types of things that we're using. Jesus film, you name it. Just we're using content or user-generated content in the heart language of people to begin to share who Jesus is. And I think this COVID-19 has just blown the doors off of some of these ads as well. There's one country that I, I can't tell you the name of it, but this was the first one that did it. And then now it's spread out. So when we're like one beggar finding another, you know, when we find food, we're telling everybody. So when I, I get one ad that works well, or I find of one that's working well, I, I'm telling it to everybody, my podcast, you name it. It was simply just, this is our prayer for our nation. And it was a, in this place, it was a former Muslim saying and voicing a Christian prayer over their city and over their nations. And we had 28,000 people respond to that ad. We had five negative responses five I don't, I don't think i'll ever see that again in my lifetime uh, i mean if if this was the secular business world that thing would win an award but there was nothing special about it it was just a prayer for the nation it was a christian prayer for the nation and so that's being replicated we're using that now all over the world and this prayer one's a big one i've started this morning before this call five new countries that we're operating in that we're running ads in many of them are places where it's just hard for missionaries to get into but for some of them, at least, we can do this digital marketing. So what's interesting to me, Mike, as well, is that because I work with so many different groups, I can see all of the data. And I'm literally seeing tens of thousands of people who are sending private messages in around the world. And so it's almost like I have this, this hotspot indicator of where the Holy Spirit's working. And so there are certain countries where it is just exploding, and it is not uncommon for a team to get 50 to 100 messages in one day from people and private messages coming to them. And yet in other fields, 
it's it's still just it's just hard ground and yet we're finding seekers so maybe they only get one or two or whatever but in their context that's huge from you know from what they have been seeing um, and and we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars of ad spend we're talking about ten dollars a day or twenty dollars a day of ad spend total or whatever and so i come back to the problem is we need more workers we literally need more people on the ground because what's happened now several times for me is that I have to turn the ads off because we're overwhelmed. So they're, they're feeling burnt out. They're overwhelmed. They, you know, they, there's only so many people who can type back to them or whatever. And so, you know, we're trying to figure out how do we scale? How do we, how do we mobilize more? How can we begin to train missionaries and church people to think like technologists? How can they realize that every one of them is a media organization as well? How do they partner with people like you and with others to, so that they don't have to learn how to do all these, the, the nitty gritty or to partner with us. So they say, okay, we'll run the ads for you, but you just need to give us the content or whatever. You know, where does partnership play into this? And that's, that's going to be the next big hurdle for us because I'm not seeing this stopping. And I'm seeing how the response is happening around the world. And it, it literally is just unbelievable, the volume of people that are seeking. And so Jesus was right. I, I was wrong. I, I doubted. I'm like, I always believed the harvest was plentiful. I always thought it was someplace else than where I was. I, I didn't think he was wrong. I just thought he didn't mean where I was. But the truth is now we're seeing that, yeah, in every location, the harvest is plentiful. And yet we need more workers. That's, that's the real truth of this whole media to movement type of stuff wow so friends who are listening and watching this let, let, let's summarize number one we if there's anything you feel you can do pray to the lord of the harvest to send forth workers in the harvest field in your backyard and around the world number two thank the lord for the technology social media and technology can be something that pulls us down but in good ways god redeems it and can lift up his name number three is that it is sometimes present in places where even another person can't be like your story in jackson heights in new york city and number four that it crosses any religious barrier and it is just as important for us then number five to remember that goodness that one or two percent that are asking spiritual questions applies across the board, whether that's in Louisville, Kentucky, or that's in London, England, or that's in Luxembourg, or wherever the case may be. And so we have, if we'll switch our heart to be that of, a, that of Jesus, to make a disciple who can make a disciple, we have tools and we have hungry people and if we'll have the heart that John Rawls has that gives Kavanaugh focus because you had a cancer that was redeemed and said, this is what I'm going to do. This is my way I'm going to just serve my Lord. That is faith greater than fear. John, you just, as I said, you just epitomized this, this whole uh, series of episodes that we do. So in closing, please give us a plug. Tell us, tell us what we should do and could do and how can they get more information from you? Uh, well, all right. So let me first say this, Mike. Uh, I appreciate all the kind of things you're saying, but I'm a pretty simple person that's just thankful to be alive today and to be blessed with working with some pretty great people. 
And I'm thankful for what the Lord's allowing me to do right now, but I have no illusions. It's about me or my company. And, and I mean that, I mean, I do believe that I'm in a unique time and situation and place, but I have no illusions that it's, it's anything about me. I just, it's a spiritual thing that we do, even though I'm talking about digital and whatever else, and I can get excited about those things at the end of the day, it's just the Holy spirit doing what only he can do in those people's lives. And so if we can help people or whatever, we have our websites, KavanaughMedia.com, uh, and that's spelled with a K, so K-A-V-A-N-A-H media.com. And I have a podcast, it's called Christian Media Marketing, and I try to, every week it comes out uh, with some sort of training or teaching or whatever else, and, and all of those things are free as much as we can to just try to be a blessing. Uh, tomorrow's is going to come out, and it's going to show, here's a video clip, and here's a whole flow of an ad campaign that people could use for night of power during Ramadan coming up real quickly here. And so that's what we're trying to do is just to give out and to be, a, be a blessing in that way. And uh, so that, those would be the, you know, the best ways to be whatever I mean, pray, um, pray. You could pray for our work and pray for our partners and the different people that are out there would be another way people could, could support or help in that kind of way. Um, you know, the Lord's, the Lord's providing on the finance side to that. And because we're a business as mission, we don't have any direct support. And so it is scary. I've lost clients right now from people who have said, Hey, you know, we can't pay you. And, and my response to every one of them, and I, I hope the Lord helps me continue to do this has always been, okay, well, we'll just continue to help you and just don't pay. And so that's, that was part of that covenant that we made with God as a business as mission was, yeah, we're going to charge, but if you can't pay, we're still going to help you. So never really a great negotiation whatsoever. We just go, we're here as much as we can and we want to help people. And so we'd love to help churches, mission orgs, people, um, or just redirect people to others who could even help them even better uh, if, if needed. So that's, that's how they can get in touch with me or even just personally on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. Well, John Rawls, thank you. And for all of you, thank you for giving a little of your time today uh, to listen to what I hope is a real treat to just allow you to praise the Lord for his ability to redeem a life like John Rawls and redeem technology for such a time as this, for the fact that he wants all people knowing and loving and following him. So from this episode of uh, what we hope was really epitomized today, a faith greater than fear, we hope you've been blessed. If you were in any way blessed, John gave you some contacts. You can connect with him. If you want to pass this on, this particular episode, please share it on your social media channels as well and uh, bless some others. And so, John, again, thank you and thank all of you for taking time to listen to Faith Greater Than Fear. 